on today's episode, finally, the Chicago Blackhawks get back in the W column, but it did take overtime for them to beat the last place Arizona Coyotes last night. I'll also be going over a preview of the back half of the Blackhawks back-to-back later this evening against the Los Angeles Kings. And with the overtime winner last night in the desert, Blackhawks forward Alex DeBrinkett is now officially a two-time 40 goal scorer. All that and plenty more right here on Locked On Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Thursday, April 21st. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2. Or you could also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And if you're listening to the audio version of today's podcast and you like what you're hearing, then please go and show some support first by following the podcast. It'll only take a quick couple of seconds. Literally, a quick click of the button will help me out tremendously. Go and leave the show five stars if you like what you're hearing today as well. And if you're listening through Apple Podcasts or through Spotify, then feel free to leave me a review as well. I greatly appreciate always hearing feedback from you tremendous listeners out there. And best of all, it's 100% for free wherever you may be listening to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. It's all 100% for free. And if you go and follow the show right now, then you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And if you're not already watching the video version of today's episode, then definitely be sure to go and check out Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube because each and every episode moving forward across the Lockdown Podcast Network, folks, is going to have a video version attached to it as well. So if you haven't done so already, be sure to go and check out Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. Go and subscribe to the channel. Be sure to smash the like button on this video here today and also go and turn on those push notifications so you can be notified when the episode gets uploaded to YouTube each and every day. All right, good morning everyone as always. Thank you all for tuning into another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks and for making the show your first listen here to start off your day. And to kick things off this morning folks, the Hawks last night picked up a 4-3 to victory over the last place Arizona Coyotes. It was truly a toilet bowl type matchup between two of the bottom five teams in the NHL in terms of the standings. Well, actually, with their win last night, the Hawks vaulted over the New Jersey Devils and now have the sixth fewest points in the entire NHL, if that makes you feel a little bit better about things. Uh, but it did take overtime for the Blackhawks to get the job done, but Alex Dabrinkit and Patrick Kane came through once again, as they always seem to do in the three-on-three period for the Blackhawks, and that led them to just their second victory since all the way back on March 24th. And two things we've seen all season long from this team were evident once again last night. First, the top guys were carrying the load and doing a majority of the heavy lifting offensively, Usually, it's been the top line of 
Alex DeBrinkett, Dylan Stroman, Patrick Kane. Those are the three that really have carried this offense, especially in the last three or four months here. Uh, but the second line last night of Dominic Kublik, Jonathan Taves, and Tyler Johnson were really effective, particularly in the opening 20 minutes. The Hawks managed to open the scoring just 42 seconds in as Jake McCabe stuffed home a loose puck for his fourth goal of the year that now also uh, gives McCabe a new career best with 21 points on the season. But it all started with a faceoff win in the offensive zone by Jonathan Taves. That wouldn't have happened had he not gotten the win at the dot. And then later on in the period, uh, Taves, the second line, created another goal for the Hawks. Taves made a beautiful pass back door to set up Tyler Johnson. Coyotes goaltender Carl Vemelka made an incredible first stop, but Dominic Kubelik was right there to pounce on the rebound and extend the Blackhawks' lead to 2 to nothing. And for Kubelik, that now gives him nine points, three goals, and six assists over his last 11 games. I know overall it hasn't been the type of season that Kubelik certainly wanted to put together, but at least he is showing some uh, signs here late and is showing some flashes, flashes as the season comes to an end. And hey, you know, maybe that might help the Blackhawks consider uh, bringing him back and giving him another crack next season if they do, in fact, wind up uh, signing him as an RFA this summer. And hey, with the direction that things are going for the Blackhawks, and they're probably not going to be too focused on winning next year, as I've talked about many times, I'd be much more interested in getting into the Connor Bedard sweepstakes. Uh, but with that being the case for the Blackhawks, I almost feel like it's a why not situation. Why not let Dominic, Dominic Kubelik go out there next season and see if he can have a bounce back type of year and get back to being, you know, the 30 goal scorer that we saw when he was a rookie just a few years ago. Um, but the second line, strong play. Hopefully, you know, they'll be able to keep that up through these final five games. But their strong play in the opening 20 minutes really set the tone for the Blackhawks early, gave them a 2 nothing lead after uh, heading into the first intermission. And then in the second, Arizona did kind of start to wake up a little bit. I mean, they had a pretty piss-poor first period and not a good start by any means. But they started to wake up there a little bit in the second, and they actually managed to cut their deficit in half with a goal from Barrett Hayton. Kevin Lankinen did all he could to keep the puck out of his own net, but uh, Hayton was there in front after Lankinen made an incredible first stop post-to-post. -post. I think he stopped it with his blocker laying down on a wraparound, uh, but Hayton was there to put the puck home as it barely just crossed the goal line. Uh, but the Hawks would answer right back to regain their two-goal lead. And how about Alex Vlasic, baby, the 20-year-old kid just a couple of weeks out of college, netting his first NHL goal last night. And we saw Alec Regula have his first tuck on Monday against Calgary, and now Vlasic gets his first the following game as well. How about that, Blackhawks fans? And that's what happens when you give, you know, the young kids consistent opportunities down the stretch of the season. And so many people a few weeks ago were saying, Oh, Vlasic isn't NHL ready. Doing playing him now is going to hurt his confidence. I didn't didn't and don't feel that way whatsoever. Look, Vlasic knows the situation he's in. He knows he just came right out of college. He probably isn't NHL ready at this point. Um, but I, I feel like it's the opposite. I feel like with him knowing this situation, it's only gonna be good for him. He can 
kind of learn what he needs to work on, understand what he can and can't do to have success at this level. And uh, even though he did have a bad turnover, a costly turnover there in the third period, um, those are things he's going to learn from. You know, sometimes I'm a believer that you have to learn the hard way. Sometimes you got to just kind of be thrown into a sink or swim situation to kind of learn it. And I'm just, I'm quite happy with Derek King and that aspect that he's been giving Alec Regula and Alex Vlasic uh, plenty of opportunities here down the stretch of the season when there's literally nothing left to play for. So Vlasic's first NHL goal put the Blackhawks back up by two heading into the third period. But as I talked about earlier, folks, there were two things that were evident last night that we've seen throughout the course of the season from the Chicago Blackhawks. One was the big guns carrying the way, and the second was absolutely no lead being safe. It doesn't matter if it's coming against Buffalo or a team like Arizona or whoever. The Blackhawks can't seem to hold a lead against anyone. And in the third period last night, the Coyotes came out with the stronger fight. They were the more desperate team. The Blackhawks got caught being a little sloppy. And Arizona managed to tie this game up 3-3 three to three with two third-period goals and forced overtime. Fortunately, the big guns came to play for the Blackhawks and OT to carry them to victory. Who else but Alex Dabrinkit and Patrick Kane uh, with the game-winning goal, putting this one away in overtime. And I also thought it was funny how, you know, of course the Blackhawks were going to blow this lead. Of course, in a 9 p.m. Central Time puck drop between two bottom feeders, we get to see more meaningless hockey. And I actually joked during my uh, post-game takeaway late last night that uh, I'm sure a ton of Chicago sports fans were tuning into this one. Why would they want to watch, you know, the Chicago Bulls have a terrific first-round matchup against the Milwaukee Bucks when they could be watching a meaningless hockey game between two of the bottom five teams in the NHL. Uh, now, I'm sure not many folks in the Chicagoland area were tuning into this game between the Blackhawks and the Coyotes. And by the way, congrats to the Chicago Bulls for picking up a massive road victory last night out in Milwaukee, and they'll now be returning to the United Center for Game 3 on Friday night. Chicago is going to be absolutely buzzing on Friday. It's going to be an electric atmosphere in the city. Uh, but as I said, back to hockey. In overtime, the big guns came to play for the Blackhawks. Alex Abrinkit and Patrick Kane hook up for the game-winning goal that gave both of them a two-point night. And for Abrinkit, finally, he was able to score his 40th goal of the season after going through his longest goal drought of the season. He now is officially a two-time 40-goal scorer in his young career. And with a big goal last night that I'm sure had to feel good for the Cat, he and Kaner were able to lift the Blackhawks to a 4-3 victory over the Arizona Coyotes. All right, there are my thoughts on the Hawks' win last night out in the desert in the toilet bowl. Coming up in just a minute, I will get into more on Alex Dabrinkit now being a two-time 40-goal scorer, plus Patrick Kane just being two assists shy of a new career best as well. But first, I need to talk to you all about Shady Rays. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of $200 sunglasses for a fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well-constructed durable frames, and premium high-end finishes. Also, something you won't find anywhere else is Shady Rays' insane protection program. Shady Rays includes lost and broken protection on every pair of sunglasses. They will send you a brand new pair if you lose them or 
whatever, no matter what happened, they're going to send you a new pair. So give them a try. And even if you don't love them, you'll pay nothing. It's as simple as that. Plus, 10 meals are donated to fight hunger in America with when you shop with Shady Rays. And exclusively for our listeners, head on over to ShadyRays.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's ShadyRays.com with the promo code LOCKEDON, one word in all caps, for the best deal of the season on sunglasses. All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, getting into segment two now today. I also wanted to be sure to get into Alex DeBrinket and Patrick Kane, despite the Blackhawks having the 27th ranked offense in the entire NHL. Both of them are putting up some pretty incredible numbers this season. So as I touched on already with his 40th goal of the season last night, for the uh, GWG in Arizona, Alex DeBrinkett is now officially a two-time 40-goal scorer in his first five NHL campaigns. And believe me, had there been 82 games played last season, DeBrinkett would now be a three, uh, yeah, a three-time 40-goal scorer because uh, in just 52 games last season, he was able to pot 32 goals. It could have even been a 50-goal campaign for DeBrinkett last year. But with his 40th goal of the season, Zabrinkit is now tied with Matt Duchesne for eighth in the entire NHL. Uh, and he's also just one goal shy of his career best, which he set back in 2018-19. And on top of that, he's also one point back of his career best as well. Uh, so Zabrinkit not only scored the game-winning goal last night, but he just continues to prove how much he's building and growing as a playmaker. Because he also added an assist last night. He has assists in four consecutive games. He actually has seven assists during that four-game stretch. Um, But if things continue to go well for this top line, like, you know, I expect them to, basically. They've been, as I said, been carrying the load for the entire season. If things go well, Dabrinkit is going to set career highs all across the board this season. Really cementing himself as truly an elite player in the NHL and not only just as a goal scorer. He's racking up the assists this season too, which he's now tied for a career high in assists. He's got career best coming up all across the board, knock on wood, as long as that top line is going to say uh, stay effective. But more so than setting career highs, um, I do think that's going to happen with the way that he, Kane, and Dylan Strom have been playing all year long. But I would also like to bring it I would like to see DeBrinkett get over the point-per-game hump for the first time in an 82-game season. He currently has 75 points in 77 games so far, so it's going to be a a tight race down the stretch here. He's going to need uh, at least seven or more points in these final five games, but the numbers would just look so much better if he was uh, able to finish with 82 points or more by the end of the season, just to say that he's officially a point-per-game guy in the NHL. Uh, It would just be, you know, makes things roll off the tongue a little bit better. Like a couple years ago, Jonathan Taves recorded 80 points in 81 games, I want to say, or 81 points in 82 games, whatever it was. And it was like, ah, man, so close to being a point-per-game guy. I hope that doesn't happen to Alex Dabrinkit again, because it would just be better to say, oh, well, he's not only an elite goal scorer, he's a point-per-game player in the NHL. So 
hopefully Cat will be able to keep up the good work here in these final five games and will be able to set new career highs all across the board. And I got to also talk about his line mate for a quick second. Number 88, Patrick Kane, because with two assists again last night, Kaner now has 10 points over his past six games, and that now gives him 90 on the season, which is tied for 12th in the NHL with the great eight, Alex Ovechkin. But for Kaner, he's not going to set a new career high in points this year when he's only got 25 goals on the season. It hasn't been a particularly effective year for Kaner in terms of shooting the puck, but he is now just two assists shy of setting a new career high in that department with 65 on the season. His previous career best was 66, which came back in 2018-19 as well. That was the last time that Alex Dabrinkit recorded 40 goals in a season. Um, But for Kaner, this is now the third time in his long NHL career that he's reached at least 90 points. And for him to do it in a season like this, considering all the Blackhawks have gone through on and off the ice with the 27th ranked offense in the entire league and really not seeing consistent line mates until mid-January or something like that. Like the first half of the season, it was a revolving door around Patrick Kane. I mean, considering all of that, it's really nothing short of incredible what he's been able to do. I mean, for Kaner to set a career high in assists and to have one of his best offensive outputs in this type of season with this type of team, it just shows you, you know, how special of a talent he really is. And there isn't any reason to believe that he's going to be slowing down. I mean, at age 33, sorry, I got the hiccups. That's what the coffee will do to you. But at age 33, Kaner just keeps on producing and producing night in and night out. Um, and I know for the first time ever, his future here in Chicago is rather murky. But if he is willing to stay and stick around through the rebuild, there isn't any reason to believe that he can't be still a very effective player a couple of years down the road. Um, he, he just seems to be getting better and better with age, and he's also now produced uh, two of his top three NHL campaigns while over the age of 30. All right, there are some thoughts on Patrick Kane and Alex Dabrinkit both putting together mammoth seasons despite the Blackhawks having one of the worst offenses in the entire NHL. Coming up in just a minute, I will get into a quick preview of tonight's matchup out in Los Angeles against the Kings. But first, I need to talk to you all about Bet Online. It's that time of the year again, folks, as baseball season is finally upon us. And Bet Online has way more odds and info from game scores, totals, player performance props to where the next fired manager is going to land or who the first fired manager is going to be this year. Regardless of what you want to bet on, bet online remains your number one spot for all sports betting here in 2022. And it's not just baseball, from the NBA and NHL playoffs, boxing and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet online is both the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and your favorite Vegas casino games. Bet online where the game begins. Welcome back to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Getting into segment three now today, before I wrap things up, I also wanted to be sure 
to provide a quick preview of the Blackhawks matchup tonight with the Los Angeles Kings. And if you remember, folks, the last time the Hawks were out in Los Angeles, they managed to escape with a 4-3 shootout victory thanks to a tremendous performance in that from Colin Delia, stopping 43 of the 46 shots that he faced, including all three in the shootout. Delia actually is going to be back in net once again tonight. I'll have more on that coming up here in just a moment. Um, but since that win out in Los Angeles on March 24th, Blackhawks have only tallied two other victories with one of them coming last night against Arizona. And the last time these two teams played, which was just over a week ago, uh, the Kings, they absolutely took it to the Blackhawks from start to finish and were simply the more desperate team uh, being in the middle of a playoff battle. Well, tonight is going to be more of the same for LA as right now they are currently just three points ahead of the Vegas Golden Knights for that final playoff spot in the Western Conference. And both teams only have four games left on their schedule. And coming, you know, at home against one of the worst teams in the league in the Chicago Blackhawks, this is one the Kings simply can't afford to let slip out of their grasp. So we're going to see, you know, a desperate team once again here tonight. And the Hawks, they need to be wary of that. They didn't do a good job of handling that on Tuesday, the last time they took on the Kings. Uh, and if they want any chance of hanging around in this one, they need to be able to handle and control and weather the storm better uh, that the King, you know, the Kings are going to be providing the intensity and the energy and they're going to be desperate. And the Blackhawks need to do a better job of handling that and weathering the storm uh, in order to even have a chance out on the road tonight. But as for the Blackhawks lineup, there are still only 12 healthy forwards on the active roster, so we're not going to see any changes in that department. We're not going to see Mackenzie Whistle or Kirby Doc. Lucas Reichel has been reassigned to the Rockford Icehogs. But on defense, uh, both Calvin DeHaan and Caleb Jones were the healthy scratches last night. And King talked to the media yesterday following the Hawks' morning skate and he basically said that there's kind of going to be a rotation between those two guys that I just mentioned, DeHaan and Caleb Jones, along with Eric Gustafson and Riley Stillman. But both of those two, Stillman and Gustafson, really struggled last night against Arizona. They put up the worst analytical numbers out of any Blackhawks players, and uh, they also were on the ice for two of the three goals that the Coyotes scored. So uh, considering that, Gustafson also got torched in front by Walker, which was his first NHL goal. It wasn't pretty, so I'd probably expect, I mean, I've been expecting Eric Gustafson to draw out of the lineup all year long, and somehow he's played in 56 of the Hawks' 77 games, which is actually a little bit head-scratching. Um, but I do expect Gustafson to be drawing out tonight if there's going to be one change for Calvin DeHaan, and if there is another um, I mean, I could also see Caleb Jones drawing back in for Riley Stillman, too, as I just mentioned. Neither of them were particularly effective and spent a whole lot of time defending and stuck in their own zone against the Yotes last night. So um, we're going to have to wait and see, you know, what's going to happen um, when, when Derek King speaks to the media, because I, I don't believe the Hawks will be holding a morning skate this time around after having to travel out to L.A. late last night following their game down in Arizona. Um, but I do expect there to be at least one change on defense for the Hawks tonight coming in this back-to-back -back matchup out west. And in net for the Hawks, as I already mentioned, Colin Delia 
who grew up a Kings fan in Rancho Cucamonga, California. Uh, will be playing against his favorite team growing up once again here tonight. He's actually been in net. He's scheduled to be in net. It's a back-to-back. I'm 99.9% sure Delia is going to get the go here tonight, but he's actually been in net for both of the last two meetings against the LA Kings. As I talked about, he had that tremendous performance in LA going up against his childhood hero, Jonathan Quick, and actually managing to get the best of him. Um, And in his last start against the Kings, as I talked about, the Blackhawks really just got outplayed from start to finish. They weren't able to match the effort level that the Kings had at the UC. Um, but in that game, Delia didn't really give up any bad goals or anything. There was nothing you could blame on him. And in his second last start against the Florida Panthers, which is the top offense in the entire NHL, they have the capability of putting up seven or eight on you. Uh, Delia was the reason that one really stayed close and kept the Blackhawks alive and also didn't give up any bad goals in that one either. So uh, if Delia can do that again here tonight, hopefully the team in front of him will be able to put together uh, a better effort than they did last Tuesday against LA. And that could help the Hawks pick up uh, their second win to start off their three-game road trip and also would put the Kings on the ropes as we head into the final few games here of the regular season. All right, folks, I think that is going to wrap up Thursday, April 21st's episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to go and follow and subscribe to Locked On Blackhawks. Go and follow if you're listening to the show. Go and subscribe to Locked On Blackhawks on YouTube if you're watching this video, if you haven't done so already, and you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, be sure to go and check out the Lockdown Fantasy Hockey Podcast as host Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available on all platforms, so be sure to check out Lockdown Fantasy Hockey right now wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you could also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at TalkinHockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And for any questions at all regarding anything related to the show or to the podcast, feel free to email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can also hit me on any one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, go Hawks. Let's go and play spoiler against the Los Angeles Kings tonight. And thank you all for tuning into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.